Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including A Little Witch Academia, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Beatrice Murad. Hello. And Steve Zack. Hey. Uh, today, Beatrice, Steve, and I are having our uh, penultimate Little Witch Academia uh, Season 1 podcast, uh, recapping episodes 18 to 21 we've been going through uh all of little witch academia gradually in three or four episode chunks here at the overly animated podcast you can find out our you can find our pe- previous little witch academia podcast at overlyanimated.com or search for overly animated uh, anime on itunes and subscribe there or on youtube to not miss any of our future little witch academia content including the final podcast on what i assume are uh explosive finale episodes although i've not seen them yet so uh but yeah today we're talking uh episode 18 stanship takeoff episode 19 cavendish 20 intellect and sensibility and 21 discipline uh we will not have spoilers for episodes beyond that they'll have the final four uh so but we will have spoilers for these episodes and previous so make sure you've seen uh this on uh netflix or wherever else you're watching little witch academia uh, before continuing on. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into, uh, these four episodes. Um, we're going to, we're definitely going to start with the, uh, the big two parter in the middle here, but I guess, uh, overall impressions on this batch of episodes, Beatrice. Um, well, it depends. Cause I think a lot of the episodes are strong. I think there's one episode of them, um, that we'll get into that I find to be, unnecessary and i absolutely hate with all my being but for the most part i really enjoyed these hate with all your being that's true i mean i I just in terms of uh, i I, will get into it but i can guess which one it is and i think hugh is not going to be very happy (laughs) is it i mean there's only one uh pointless episode of the four so yeah Yeah, but yeah well it means the pointless episode there's no point to it and even then it was badly done so it's like and this this show yeah but well that's that's our that's the last one we'll talk about but yeah uh, what about the other three but yeah um i i'm really pleased with them and how they're executed i just i mean i don't know how deep you want me to go into it but um I don't know. I, I think they're all great. They all hit the emotional points, the the fangirly points in me. So I was excited to when I first watched them, I was really excited because it was finally happening. Things are starting to finally move along. Um, and I just think they're they were really well done, despite uh, despite the unnecessary cramming of a lot of plot into them. Yes. As previously discussed, so we, we don't need to belabor this more, but we will talk about it again. Um, yeah, so the, uh, there you go. Uh, and as a reminder, um, Beatrice and Steve have already seen the conclusion to the series. This is the last time we need to give this caveat. I have not, so... Um, and then April also is not, but she is uh, not joining us. But yeah, um, so they they kind of have have a sense <laughs> of what's going to happen here. Uh, Steve, uh, what's your what's your take on these four episodes? Finally, the Aquadyne adventure I've long <laughs> waited for. That Dinoco is real people. <laughs> uh, I get that off my chest, but yeah, these are some fine episodes. Um, yeah, the it's pretty much we conclude the Aqua field trip arc. And, and Diana gets a two-parter, so I guess that episode is like the bolding rock of this field trip arc. Yes, and it looks like under, yeah. it looks like Jasminka is the tough of this equation. 
Um, uh, that's uh, let's not do that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, it's anyway. I, I love these episodes. Um, yeah, I agree, with Beatrice. That eighteen, it's not really. I'm part really. She didn't say. Way. She didn't say eighteen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't <laughs> assume. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. All right. Fine. But um, I liked all the episodes. Um, like I said, the uh, twenty-one was a good episode. Um, maybe I set myself up with too high expectations because I really thought this time was finally going to happen. Aka was going to learn chariots. Nope. Never. Is Ursula, and never. that just didn't happen. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm a, I won't hold that back. Maybe I I raised the bar too high. I expect too much, but but 19 and 20 just went way beyond my expectations. I mean, finally, like we met Diana's family. We had Akko and Diana, and in my opinion, kind of really become friends. Um, I think 19 began with Akko going to bring her rival back, and 20 ended with Akko bringing her friend back. Girlfriend. And, yeah, girlfriend too. <laughs> so yeah, um, it definitely had that subtext for sure. Um, I did think that that moment when Diana told Akko, "Let's do this together," and that look in Akko's eyes, um, oh, that's something. What more can I say? And um, really, man, this is this is really when the series hits on cloud nine, man. This is when, really, it's 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 we're getting to the good parts now. They're really really great parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Good stuff, Steve. Um, yeah, I think, I think this is a strong batch of episodes. Um, you know, I think, I think 18 is fine. I think 19 is fine. And then, um, I assume 20 is, uh, in, is for a lot of people, one of these series highlights. And in certain ways it definitely delivered. And, uh, I was, I was pretty into the Dianaco parts of that episode. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that was good. I love, uh, just having this, this, uh, Diana arc and, uh, you know, it's been a long time coming, and why wasn't she more of a character the rest of the series? But that's okay. Uh, at least, at least these two episodes, she was great. And, is it okay? Is uh, it okay? Uh, you know, it's it's okay in that uh, we're not going to dwell on it too long because of time. But that, <laughs> okay. that's what that means. Yeah, fair, uh, fair. That's the only that's the only point. But um, yeah, and then discipline. I have I have two pretty hot takes about discipline. So I don't know if I'll save those when we get into the episode. But right. I have a lot to say about that episode. Potentially, actually, less to say about. Cavendish and Intellect and Sensibility, which is where we're going to start here. Um, this is the... Uh, I feel like Intellect and Sensibility is what... I don't really know what's coming in the last four episodes, but I feel like this is what a lot of people have been uh, hyping when they're like, oh, it's coming. It's coming, Dylan. You know, the, the Dianaco. It's like, it's it's happening. Um, so I feel like this is the headline, uh, this, this moment in Intellect and Sensibility <laughs> when um, uh, Akko is, like, uh, encouraging, like, she comes to save uh dan and she uh they they have their moment and their faces are really close and like they're holding hands and stuff like that uh yeah beatrice uh was this this big moment we've all been this big gay moment we've all been waiting for was it this i mean i I, look i've never i mean it to be honest for me the big gay moment was in episode 10 that was it for me i that was i was after getting that i was so like please so anything beyond that was like gravy for me but um i i enjoy the 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 interaction i enjoy the development in between the two of them i always i've always thought that they've had great this great kind of i don't know this great tension between them i i mean i wouldn't go so far as to say oh this is it 
confirmed TM. This is like it's the ship and it's the ship that will keep on shipping. Um but I really did enjoy it. There's enough subtext there to satiate all the fanfic writers and the fan artists. Um but I had I mean it was great and it was a lo- it was these two episodes were wonderful and I enjoy watching Diana and Aqua together. But um is it the moment that I was expecting? I feel like Legend of Korra kind of ruined that for me cuz <laughs> for me the moment is confirmed like it's it it's, it happened there's no subtext. This is still subtext. So for me it's like it's good but the moment mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if it will happen. Yeah, okay. So maybe not the uh confirmed moment, but did you still enjoy it a lot? Yeah, yeah, totally. I had, I had, again, I'm one of those fangirls again, like it doesn't mean I'm not. Um, and I did enjoy it. And I think these two episodes may be my favorites of this batch of the ones we've seen so far of like this kind of second, the second season, I guess is what we're calling it. Um, and it, it was just a lot of fun to finally get some emotion out of Diana. Cause for, I don't know, maybe it was because they're, they're like, animation they were their animation was a little lazy but finally i got to see some expressions from her that we only really got to see in the in the ovas that we got in the past because in the ova she was a lot more expressive she was a lot more in some ways person slash child because in this one she kind of just seems like this adult in a smaller body so um I really did enjoy it, and I hope we get to see more of them. I hope that the, it's not what's going to happen usually with characters, which is that some like we'll have the episode dedicated to one character, and then we don't see them again for a while until they get another episode about them. So hopefully, this will be a lot more involved throughout the series. Um, yeah, but that's that's, that, that's been the status quo for Diana previously. <laughs> right, this point, right. Though. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, hopefully, there might be a change. I, but I, I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, this is by far definitely the best of the second half so far. And a little spoiler. Um, I'm I make my list of my rank all twenty five episodes. Episode twenty is at least gonna be in a top three, maybe even top two. So <laughs> something to look forward to there. Um, yeah, it had great little like subtext right there. It's really great, strong subtext. Um. Beatrice says maybe um, Legend of Korra maybe ruined it for her. Um, you know, sort of a similar way with what I've seen out of Mysticons. I mean, Mysticons kind of took that subtext a whole nother level, but that's another story, another series. But um, yeah, I think so. I think this is relevant. Yeah. I think Mysticons. Not that literally any of our listeners to this podcast watch Mysticons, but you should. But uh, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 an example of the type of show that this is not just subtext anymore in a lot of shows. Mysticons, I I reported on a story that there is a kiss between two female characters coming later in the season that is all in danger of being cut. But um, like this is, you know, there's shows where this is not subtext like this anymore. Like Korra, like, and then there were actually getting on-screen kisses various places. So, well, yeah. And just yeah. to say, before anyone says, oh, but this is Japan, it's different. There have been shows in the past, sure, maybe not for like this type of age range, but there have been shows that have been very overtly like that have confirmed like this is a relationship between two girls this is deals with lgbt issues so this isn't a sort of cultural thing like yeah. it's on both sides there's there've been shows that have confirmed things well the best example i could think of uh, the most famous example of course is sailor moon um the main character pretty much she was pretty much bi if i pretty much confirmed she had crushes on like all the girls though she had like her main love interest was male 
we don't have that here. I mean, I mean, Akko and Andrew are not don't near are not even close to what what Usagi and Mamoru were. But that's um, yeah. While yeah, we're on this, am, well, yeah, yeah, Steve. Oh yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, you also had um a character, of course, Uranus and Neptune in that show. But um, I think here, Little Witch Academia, though. I, I don't think it's trying to really portray romance. I think it's more importance is relationships, just relationships in general, especially among females. And you definitely see that parallel here between Akko, Diana, and Chariot and Croax. Croa. Yeah, we'll talk about the pronunciation in a second, but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. So while we're on this topic and people don't want to hear me talk about this, so I'd, I'll give the abbreviated version of this, but, um, I basically, uh, agree with Beatrice on this, this issue. I'm more, I, it's been, I, it's been months and years that I've been more than frustrated with animes, uh, and other shows keeping, uh, you know, female female male male romances uh, as subtext and uh it, it just kind of poisons viewings of a lot of show li- shows like this for me like when i watched the diana and akko scene here i i enjoyed it and it was it was great but um the whole time i'm just like yeah of course they're not gonna actually kiss this is just dumb this is uh nonsense like it's never gonna go beyond subtext in the show and for this is basically the same opinion that i espoused when we were talking about yuri on ice as well and that's a show that was even more explicit but it also did not have an on-screen kiss and uh you know it had it was like blocked by something well, I, you know, but i would suggest that they were like with yuri on it, ice like at it, least was clear, it, it was clearly it was more clear. ex- yeah it was clearly it was more explicit much- but i had this reaction to that show too it's like you really you just can't show them show them kissing it, it went beyond the typical anime nonsense with this which is what the show is doing so it was better but even that show i was frustrated so you, you can only imagine that with <laughs> with this, with uh, little witch academia yes frustrated i do i don't i don't necessarily buy what steve said about this just being about friends like relationships friendships that type of thing i think the uh you know the their dynamic the uh the tension the romantic tension i think it's palpable i think that it's clearly what the show's going for it the show's clearly going for a love triangle with um akko diana and andrew and um you know and you can't have it both ways this is what this Uh, would be my review about every single show you can't uh uh, have a try to have it be a relationship and then not actually show it it doesn't work Dylan, did you see like one of the uh, arts for the DVDs released in Japan that I posted on Discord? I posted on the Facebook that had Akko in a, in literal like being tossed between Andrew and Diana. Yes, yeah. So it's it's even on the promotional art, right? There, yeah. it's a, a, a it's a promoted part of the show. Yeah, and but, um, but I do think though it seemed though Akko and Diana seem definitely seem come as far maybe more further than Akko and Andrew has. Canada yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, they're closer towards um, like, like you know, like they're holding hands and stuff in this episode. So, um, romantic room rides at the end, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I, you know, it's just it, this, uh, and we talk about it being oh, it's anime, it's culture in Japan. I agree, that's not a good excuse. It is definitely a trend that animes just always do this, and animes like uh, there's there's more like teasing of uh, same sex relationships in animes than there are in Western uh, animated shows. Um, but uh, they're just much like less likely to follow through. And I'm frustrated, and um, you know, it just it it it, it ruined kind of this episode for Can't me. Can't tell you though, this rumor, like at least a theory going around, like in one Tumblr post about the controversy of Andrew and the controversy his, of Andrew. Okay, you, and that's why a good he was title. Created? Yes. Yeah. And why? Because yeah, like they couldn't. Because they couldn't. Yeah. Because they couldn't just have the gay. They had to have no, the straight too. Yeah, but you know, yeah, no. But the thing was, some one person said is that Andrew was sort of created this. Because in the shorts, Aqua and Diana had 
such great chemistry and people really took to them. But, you know, when they came with a series, they wanted to create like the straight version of it. So it'll be more acceptable maybe to like mainstream audience to like, especially. Okay, but hold on. Maybe this is like my journalism school seeping in. But like, is this. Like is is this you know is this backed up? Like, do they have? No, no, no. Well, no. Is that just a theory? Like, theory, straight out because like my theory, theory I've been reading. I'm reading up on. Steve is presenting us with uh, the Andrew Spiracy, right? So that it needs yeah. a full name. Okay, but, so yeah, but it, it was pretty much so like people who just yeah 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 yeah. I think we I think we got it. Yeah, it's, heard, it makes yeah. it makes yeah you know like uh, and uh, here's what I'll say about Andrew. Um, I think that he is an exceeding an increasingly great character on the show. Honestly, like he is one of the only in a show that struggles with uh characterization among other things among everything it's uh andrew is like uh i, th- I think a really high, a big um, highlight here is he better than malvaron oh he's much better than malvaron but okay. again no one watches this kind of stuff but, <laughs> okay. um it's uh yeah I, 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 we're not we don't even talk a lot about andrew in these two episodes but i thought he was good here um oh yeah and one thing though i'm sorry keep interrupting but I, I, no offense andrew but i was like worried though before that Andrew was going to be part of this adventure. I was so relieved when Aqua just said, wait here. Yeah, Aqua I'll- leaves Andrew I at the door. That was that yeah. scene. And I just thought, but Andrew's like, no worries. I will step back. You need me to step back? I will gladly step back for you. I'm confident in you handling this. Like, I love that from Andrew. It yeah. showed that he was like, I don't need to protect you. I don't need to be the quote unquote hero. You're fine being the hero. And, and Aqu- I just love that. And Aqua was right, though. He has no magic of powers. He's just being a hindrance. And considering what happened inside, he would have just been pretty much in trouble. But on what the point, though, being I wanted to make, though, is it had nothing to do with him. If it would have been any other character, I would have felt the same way of butt out. Let Aqua and Diana have this adventure by themselves. It was Susie, it was Lotte, Amanda. Let, let I don't the, care. Leave but your out. girlfriends alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I, as much as we're ragging on the show for not being progressive enough, uh, I do think that was an incredible moment that almost no other show does. The useless male character always tags along for no reason, and uh, yeah, they, they absolutely didn't do that, and it was great, well handled. Again, yeah, Andrew just uh, he's he's great about it. Andrew is uh, the uh, not un- completely unproblematic male fave. Like, uh, don't, don't don't need to feel guilty about him at all i'd say he's like one of the only male characters that's true of in any show we cover um yeah it, it's wonderful but uh yeah so there's there's that i still think their moments were great the, the scene where just just the the way it was framed in um you know just Akko like just trying to get her to believe in herself and stuff like that and just her the whole framing of the episode and Akko being so determined to get her back uh to, to the school um yeah I, th- I think that this was this was all really well crafted and if they actually followed through with any sort of actual um romance on the uh, explosive romance then it would have been great but as is, it's know- still fine can I like now mention like what bothers me about this up ep- these episodes or sure, are we yes. not there yet yeah no that yeah go ahead okay so I mean, by episode 20, I was already in for the ride. It was fine. But in the beginning of episode 19, like the show, I just don't like it. And not just with this show, but with any show, when when you have a story, when you're telling a story and the only reason the main character does what they do is because they're the protagonist. So they're the only ones who can do it. Like up to this point. Akko didn't convince me that she was that connected with Diana, that she was going to be the one to go get her back. By this point, it only makes sense for either Hannah and Barbara, who are actually Diana's only friends. Like if they had just kind of shown Hannah and Barbara going to Akko, because let's just let's just go with this theory that we kind of accepted that Diana has been in love with Akko for a while. 
Like Hannah and Barbara would be the ones to know if their friend has feelings for someone. So if Hannah and Barbara had gone to Akko and told her, hey, you need to go get her. Maybe not tell her why, but like, you need to go. You're the one, you're the only one. You're quote unquote her rival. You're the only one, maybe lie because Diana doesn't see her as a rival, but say like, oh yeah, you're her rival. You're the only one who can bring her back. Then it makes sense for Akko to go get her. But out of just Akko's own will to get her, that just screamed to me. She's only going to get her because she's the protagonist of the show. And that to me is lazy writing. That's the only thing where I'm just like, I need, I needed one episode, one extra episode, episode 18, perhaps. I needed that one episode for like, just to show that Akko cared a little bit more about Diana than what met, what meets the eye of what we have seen before. So that she would be a lot more willing to go get her if Diana left for whatever reason. Um, So that's just. Needed to get that out. <laughs> you just gave me a little thought, something I never thought of before, and that is why Hannah and Barbara treat Arco so badly. Is maybe they knew maybe that was Diana yeah, was in yeah, love with her and they didn't jealous, approve. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're jealous or didn't approve or something. I never thought of it that way. So, Beatrice, you just yeah. opened okay. my eye to a new thought, new train and of thought. Hannah, yeah, Hannah and Barbara had a uh, great scene thanking Akko after. And that's the last I want to talk about them on this podcast. They don't need more time. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I actually think that I disagree here. Um, I, de- I definitely agree with the main character syndrome and uh, that she has to be the one to do everything. And why is, she, why is like, Akko, she's this uh, completely useless person, to be honest, most of the time. Why is she the one try- saving the school? And it's, it's the kind of a repeated thing. But um, I think... I think that in episode 19, Akko just reacting so strongly to Diana leaving was really powerful because it wasn't apparent before that she had uh, such such strong feelings for Diana. And I think it's just one of those situations where when you're put to the test, like, you know, when so, when something some something's put to the test, the true feelings hiding underneath come out. And, you know, Akko had never really been in a situation where her her latent feelings for Diana would have to service before. And I think that to me, this seems really believable that um, she just reacted strongly like, I really care about her. I don't want her to leave. Like, I know she's I think of her as my rival and she frustrates me. But like what she's leaving? No, I, I need to stop this. And yeah, she shouldn't have been. She's not the only person that cares about Diana and she shouldn't have been the forefront of it. But to me, that was that was a really powerful and like, honestly, one of the. Uh, maybe even a, a bigger Dianaco moment than some of the intellect and sensibility um, stuff, just how strongly she reacted. How how would you guys have felt, though, had this also this been, like, if Hannah Barber tagged along with Okay, Akko. I said, I bet, uh, no, done done with the Hannah okay. Barber discussion. <laughs> but that's what Beatrice complaining about. But um, here's my one thought, though. I ha- I agree with you, Dylan, in sort of Akko, like, wanting to bring Diana back kind of made sense. And I think we also sort of had her confess her love when she said pretty much I love everyone in Luna Nova, and that includes Diana. So, love confession. Love confession. Yep. <laughs> Again, and that's fair, and that's fair, and I get, and I totally saw that and sensed that, especially, um, uh, uh, especially Chariot slash Ursula's reaction to Akko being so for like just being so like determined about it. I was like, I saw something in there, maybe recognition of how Chariot was for a certain someone. Who knows? But um, but I definitely saw that. I just wish it, the transition could have been a little bit more smoother in that there was a little bit more. I just needed that one extra episode beforehand of just a little bit more interaction between the two 
so that the jump wouldn't have been so drastic. But again, I, I feel like at this point, I would have changed episode 18 for anything other than what we yeah, got. I, I don't know if we can even pick on episode 18. Basically, every previous episode of the show could Basically. have also fit the bill. Yeah, no, I think that's just a larger problem with the show's narrative. Um, you know, it just doesn't build anything up and it, it's too unfocused. But um, yeah, speaking speaking of these uh, episode 19 build up moments, my favorite exchange, potentially my favorite dialogue exchange so far in the show um is uh, Akko and talking to Diana trying to convince her to stay Akko says I'm not just gonna stand there and let my uh let my rival get away and Diana <laughs> says I have never for a moment thought of you as my rival um that was that's, yep. my, that's my favorite oh yep. I just end up being mad that Akko just haven't figured out yet that I don't consider you a rival I consider you maybe my partner like like I love you Akko why can't you just see me more than just a rival yeah, I mean, it's also like you're just not my equal in any in any fashion. <laughs> it could have been very dismissive, or it could have been very sweet. Who knows? Yes, it's great. It was perfect. We never know with Diana. Diana. Perfect. Yeah, Diana it was perfect. Diana. Diana. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we we're, we're done here. We're gonna talk about the plot of the episode, but um, you guys think um, you know what is sickening though? I I got this theory about Aunt Daryl, like this theme that makes her more of a, a a villain with depth. But we can get to that later if you wanna. Let's keep going through the more important yeah. Diana Akko moments yeah, because okay. those are those are my highlights here. Um, I think later when Akko's at the mansion, uh, what Diana says, uh, she's an upstanding young witch, and then like uh, takes her hand and pulls her along. Oh, I um, love that! But yeah. why couldn't she have done that with all along ago with Hannah and Barbara? Why you let those two do anything what they want? Yeah, but true. I, stop, and, stop your friends from bullying your crush. Yeah, and not just that, but I also love how how she kind of took this very protective stance, and yes. that she just went up in like she pulled Akko behind her, and was just like, no, no, like I am going to very visibly be protective. And I think it was, I mean, did like I don't know. There was the first time I saw the episode. Well, like I I I kind of read the dialogue with the aunt a little bit different in that I thought that she was suggesting maybe it was because I was too into Tumblr at that point but I thought the aunt was suge- suggesting that Diana was gonna, like that Akko was trying to become part of the family on second watch she's like no she was I can see her just being like no like she's just try- she, maybe Aqua's just trying to get into Diana's good graces because I could also see that happening well that's but just, true uh, but like, just like big- her two lackeys probably might be that way uh, yeah, I, I did not have the read on that on that dialogue. Right, right. Like again. the second time, I'm like, no, that was just me, my like fangirl goggles yeah, were your, on. Your ship goggles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, my ship goggles were on at that point. But I really do appreciate just the very the fi- the very physical action that Diana took in that she just stood up. She she could have just been out on the outside and done the same thing, but the fact that she was like she put herself between the two, the threat and the potential in like the threat and the girl she put herself between the danger and it was just i don't know i found that to be really she was the male she was the male in the relationship uh, most of the people most of the time people ship Aqua and diana see maybe aqua more of the male i don't like that i mean i don't like that yeah i don't like that imagery but yeah but she was uh wow i'm just saying traditionally whatever but yeah it was awesome i love that moment and diana was was the boss that yeah. Okay. Maybe Steve. Maybe Steve's saying that instead of a different way of phrasing it, which yeah. I appreciate for the yeah the okay. your uh, kid friendly podcast. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's it, yes. I thought that moment was incredible. And also another great thing is uh, Akko wearing uh, Diana's dress <laughs> from when she was eleven. Eleven. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is kind of another sort of like 
splat-chested joke, I guess. How her, how Diana's body's much more developed than. Yeah, Aqua. that's the really pessimistic way to read this joke as yeah, just very was, anime. That, yeah, that was a very. I feel like that's the most anime the show may have been, yeah. to be completely <laughs> honest. But you know, look, speaking as the one female in this kind of in, in in this podcast, like we do think about it. We don't not think about size. We do think about it. It's just. Maybe just not as overt. You know, just not as, not as every episode is anime. Yeah, right? yeah, not as anime makes it out to be. Well, yeah, well, yeah. It, well, compared to other animes, Little Witch is really not nothing like that. Yeah, I, I think I think the viewpoint of the the joke here was just it's just that like uh, oh, Akko's like uh, just less really mature, less 11. mature than Diana. Really? Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like it's. I don't think it was like a bus size joke. I think I. I mean, it, like it was, but it was more just the sense of like, oh, it's a an Akko immaturity joke. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I enjoyed it regardless. Of yeah, I mean, yeah. And I love how I love Akko's little conversation with the servant with Anna and how I get Anna kind of look Akko's eyes. Um, what kind of person Diana is? Because Akko had this perception that she's, you know, not not kind or a jerk. And I think this episode do a good job. You have. Andrew and, and Anna, they both sort of taught Akko, like, what Diana truly is, or maybe not taught her, but, you know, made, made her realize, finally, like, gave her another perspective of what Diana what is. But they probably know her probably longer than Akko does. And I just love Anna just shading Akko every moment she got. Like, she was like, I'm going to drag you every single moment, because you're, I don't like you. And I love that. I was like... I love that she had like this very biting personality, but it's like, yay, at least someone has personality in this show. Oh, yay. Right. Wow. Bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- those were those were my highlights for now. We also had uh Akko um hitchhiking with uh, Andrew and uh and his dad. Yeah. Um and Andrew a good supporting role, I think, in these two episodes. Yeah. And I guess we can talk about Aunt Daryl and just the Cavendish family situation now. I don't, you know, for me, this doesn't, didn't matter nearly as much as anything yeah. else. And this is my, I guess, my criticism with episodes 19 and 20. I, I found them to be very slow, um, much like the rest of the show. And I just didn't care about the Cavendish family stuff. I cared about Diana Nako interacting, um, and I cared about Andrew, um, but uh, they were they were kind of slow episodes, and that's that's what makes intellect and sensibility for me not a uh, excellent episode. It's it's very good, but I think I think mm-hmm. it loses something just because the beginning is is quite slow. Well, I was just surprised to find out about Diana's parents being deceased. I mean, because of so long to you find out about her family life. Our head canon was always that her parents were alive, and they were kind of really like pushy and just kind of really like very judgmental people and a pretty much a lot of people's headcans were destroyed this episode <laughs> no i always I, I don't know why but that never surprised me i always maybe it's because i i i've watched too much anime but that type of character that's like so perfect is always like an orphan or something oh. i don't know for me i always thought like i i always pictured i'm I don't know. Maybe I did know. Maybe I re- maybe I was spoiled. I can't remember that far back. But I was pretty like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. That she she, the way she's presented, it makes sense. Like the way that she's so adult and so mature, it would make sense that she had to be- grow up very early on in life. So I yeah. wasn't that surprised. And, and you know what? And my Daryl worse like than like the stepmother, like a stepmother, because stepmother, she's Diana's blood relative. She, Diana's her sister's daughter. I mean, that makes it like even worse than like a typical trope stepmother. And and but I do think Aunt Daryl probably. I think she's the way she is because I think I'm gonna give her a doubt that she 
she definitely loved her sister very much, and her death really just infuriated her and made her the way she is and made her act out against the world. And I mean, I don't know. I thought there was that um, Diana's mom was just very like selfless to an extreme and that she would give everything away so that she didn't finance the household well. So then when she passed, then she was kind of stuck with it and she just had to, the only way that she could deal with it was by selling things. And then that's just kind of how it all came to be. My big thing with, with her is that she doesn't, I don't know. She like flips back and forth from evil to sympathetic. Like by the end, she's just turned and she's like, Oh, okay. Like Diana's not that bad. And I'm like, why did you like, Throw, like release the snakes on her like why if she had been i don't know if she had been like i'm gonna take this role because you are a child you should not be the one to do this i have to do this and then somehow and then have it be a much more maybe more complex thing where it's like i'm not gonna be this uh mustache twirling evil person but i'm just actually someone who cares about you and i'm gonna stop you from doing this because you're too young and i and maybe you don't agree with the way i'm trying to save this house but this is how it's gonna yes. go yes if that had been that way i was like Okay, this is interesting, but that's not how it works. Okay, went. hot hot take, Beatrice. Um, so first of all, my hot take is that uh, Daryl is awesome, and I really like her. That's well, my that's my first take. Well, I, I, um, I no, I, let me, I'm not let me, surprised. Let me do, let me do my defense, Steve. So I, I actually think what you said at the end there is what the what, how Daryl is. Like I think that um, I I don't think that she's like trying to hurt Diana when she like wraps her up in a snake. I just think that it's meant uh-huh. to immobilize her. Um, and, uh, Akko, like, the snake, I don't think the snake ever attacks Diana. I think it attacks Akko. I don't know. But, oh, it attacks her. It wraps her up. But, and, well, well, it wraps just... her up. Yeah. But I, I think, I think that, uh, Daryl's just a victim of tone in the episode. I think the actions she take, you could, uh, everything she does, you could kind of, uh, you know, say, say that it's not that bad. So again, I, I, I think she's fine. <laughs> again, though, they use cartoon logic against normal logic because what Daryl did die in that room, like tying up the snake. And then she came out talking to her daughter. She said, I can't wait to see the look on her face, her like smug face when she doesn't become the head of the family. But in reality, if if Aqua didn't show up there, in real life, Diana would be dead. So you'd be trying to kill her. Like, yeah, sure, she won't finish the ceremony, but she'd also be dead. Don't I don't act- think she'd be. I don't think she'd be dead because she. You said it yourself when she said, "I can't." When she said, I can't wait to see her face I know, when I know. she realizes, then that means that she will, then she'll see you. Like, yeah. Okay. About- yeah. I, mostly, I think I would say I don't uh, care that much about any of the Cavendish family stuff. I don't know. Were there any other highlights from Steve from Intellect and Sensibility about it? Uh, well, let's see. I don't know if we touched based on I think we touched based on everything. Um, so you don't want to say who's your favorite uh, twin cousin, I guess. You don't care uh, about they, that. No, they're, they're Hannah and Barbara also banned from the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay. Well, the the, the only thing is, uh, be, I think yeah. Beatrix is the uh, the other Yeah, that's thing. what I wanted yeah. to say. I wanted to say, like, can I change my like nickname? Can I stop being Bellatrix and go for full-on Beatrix of the nine old witches? Like, I'd be down. Well, I'm yeah. the son of Roche Quartz, then you can be the um, one of the nine old witches. Yeah, you're Bellatrix uh, Cavendish. Yeah, there you go. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, she uh, she talked at the end, and I didn't really care what she was saying. I don't know. I don't know. She never talked. She, she never had just any She was just there. She was just giant presence yes. at the end. Yeah, yes. sure. I think you might have confused her with Woodworth. They all look the same. Okay, yeah. that's that's my yeah, racist that take. All, the, all giant simple. magical creatures are <laughs> look the same in this show. Um, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, that that was all thing. I don't know. Um, that that to be honest, a lot of this stuff kind of fell flat for me. Diana being the head of the household and stuff. I liked it in terms of her character arc, I guess. 
Yeah. And I liked her, like, the dress she was wearing during the ceremony. Like, I thought you looked good there. I mean, she looked awesome. She always looks awesome. But I think, like Beatrice said, this was just much better, like, designs, Diana. She definitely emotes so much more than at any other point in the show. And she finally smiles. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) So she's just, she's not, she doesn't have her typical serious face on. Um, But yeah, that's, and yeah, intellect and sensibility, the, uh, the big stuff uh, with the the Diane Echo, as we talked about, was the um, you know the saving Diana and uh, the encouraging her, and them holding hands, their face closing, and then flying back together at the end. All of that, you know, it, it was I- big. And Echo did it only two episodes, opposed to like Naruto. She's gonna bring my Sasuke. It took forever <laughs> and ever. Why? And why I- are you bringing out a Naruto comparison? <laughs> well, I, most people like compared it to that because it's when the way she says, "I'm gonna bring back Diana." It's just. It's just very Naruto. Oh, I see it now. <laughs> yeah. And, and besides, Naruto is the voice of, of Croax, pretty much. Croa, pretty much the same voice actress. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so really? The- oh, yeah. I didn't make that connection. That's why she used all those ramen in all those episodes. Like, it's yeah, inside yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the... And then at the end of the episode, Diana does not complete the ritual and goes back to school. So, um, not head of the household. And I guess Daryl is just magically a good person now, oh. so it's fine that she's, what, she's in charge. One last part, though. You got the ride home when Akko, when Diana said thank you to Akko, and Akko just wanted to hear it again and their banter. I thought yes. that was funny. I thought it was cute. And yes. also like the effect of Akko, have some have some subtlety. Like you yeah. could have turned that into a moment, but you had to just be so over the top. Like Dan is like, oh, I thought this was going to be our, our thing, and then Akko's <laughs> just uh, too childish. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but they're, they're cute, and 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 uh, I guess Akko lost her hat for good, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's a weird plot line. Yeah, uh, Steve, <laughs> any other stuff from intellect and sensibility? Uh, how much? I think we covered everything, believe it the, or not. The, the last word, yeah. There's a fifth word. Oh, yeah, the fifth yeah. word, yeah. yeah. I don't, it's, uh, I don't I care about the words. <laughs> hot take, don't care about the words. <laughs> not a hot take, to be honest. Okay, let's talk uh, discipline. Um, that's next. Uh, yeah, we get the we have our two uh, uh, Crow episodes. So, first of all, her name. You guys talked about this on the last podcast. Uh, this is, she's Kuroa in in the Japanese version. Um, I I think Crow is kind of the English version of that, or Croy, as in Lacroix water. I think these are also all acceptable, to be honest. <laughs> Um, you would think look Kuroa, you just, it, it's not English because you're inserting the vowels like, uh, Japan does, but, um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I have two hot takes, uh, here because I was not on the previous podcast, so I have not talked about Crow before. So, um, I'm going to, first of all, uh, my hot Crow take, and I was surprised to hear this opinion not said on your guys' previous podcast. I think Crow is awesome and by far the most interesting part of the show's narrative. Um, wow okay not not even close anything that has happened do i care as much as crow's technology machinations which aren't even well developed but i just they're just so much more thematically interesting to me and crow herself is instantly a top five character um i think that she's very interesting and discipline only furthers her character with flashbacks i love her um in a show that really struggles with characterization i think this crow character has really hit and yeah, she shouldn't have just been introduced at the midseason mark. She should have been a character all along, but whatever. Um, again, but whatever is just, uh, you know, we're not going to get into it anymore. It's not actually like this isn't a problem. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I, I think she's awesome. Yeah. But su- oh. super, super interested in almost everything she does. Yeah. To, yes. Almost everything she does is just, uh, insert 
scheming here, but I don't care. She does it fabulously. <laughs> That's my take. Twenty one though finally did show some depth though to her character finally when when she like saw cher- like Earth's a chariot falling down that thing and she actually yeah. shows some concern. Yeah, yeah. Show- definitely discipline helps her depth. Yeah, Beatrice, what do you think of that hot take on Crow? I mean, I I definitely agree with you that she's one of the most interesting characters of the show. And yes, she should have been in from the start, but um I I don't know. I mean, I, I I agree with you in that. I mean, she's the plot. She's the thing that's going to put like, she's what's going to push everything forward. Like sh- her technology, everything to do with her is going to, it's, it's the point of the second season. I think like it's, I think that she is like the most interesting. She's the one that's going to bring everything together. But um, I, I think what's what Steve made that quick reference to and that in that moment in um, discipline, I mean, I just don't I don't like how it was. She's like, okay, like very I mean, again, kind of similar to my thing with Akko. It's like it was a very quick turnaround of, ooh, I'm evil. But wait, I don't want you to die. And it's just like, make up your mind. If you're committed to your cause, commit to it. (laughs) Right. That's the the biggest frustration with discipline is uh, Crow's. intentions are really opaque and the play you know and and this is kind of always she she seems to just be playing with ursula nako um and i think that is intentional i don't think the show is like screwing it up i think that she's supposed to be a sympathetic yet take some unsympathetic actions yeah. i just the show's just not explaining any of what she's doing what? so it's hard it's kind of, the flashbacks help but it's hard to understand I think this is yeah. at first though you think though she her throat dear is that she's just jealous that chariot was chosen and then saw that later flashback when she it looks like she accepted it so it's i don't know very complex and i've always thought when i first saw her though i saw her design i just thought purple hair career i mean she reminds me so much of her only i think she's much much more better character than career in terms of actually not giving her a little more depth but yeah she's I, like smart kuvir like yeah, uh yeah. you know kuvir is smart but in d- different yeah. she's dumb in certain ways yeah um yeah. okay here's my second hot take um discipline are you ready for this discipline is the best episode of the series so far oh my god thank god <laughs> i love discipline <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better than intellect and sensibility. I d- discipline every single plot thing that happens. I'm interested in, and that has never happened before on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Crow is interesting. Ursula and Crow's flashbacks interesting. Crow talking Nako. Ursula and Nako talking. This is the first episode of the show where I've been invested in everything that's happened. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know why I'm going to rank this one, but it's definitely a very good episode. Though maybe what hurts for, for me is my expectation that I was really thinking this was going to be the reveal. I was going to find out who Chariot is, and that didn't happen. So maybe that, that that's a that's a that's a mark against every episode. Yeah, of the show. yeah, but I but I loved it too. I'm not going to lie. Um, granted, maybe it it did come right after the big dinosaur stuff, which I really love. My favorite thing, but yeah, this was a good episode. It, I think it's uh, the best episode series so far. Well, probably like in terms of the plot. Yes, it's the best, most consistent of actually getting you into where this show is supposed to be about in this episode. It only took us 20 episodes to get here. So Discipline makes me think, why is the show not like this every episode? This is yeah. so much yeah. better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the episode where, I mean... I, I, I always knew there was some, like, from the beginning, I've always said, like, there's something about Ursula. There's something about her character. Like, everything's in place. Once everything starts clashing in together, she's going to be incredible. And this is 
this is it. This is the episode that kind of shows you when everything starts setting in motion and she starts losing control of the entire situation and she's going to have to like start facing like, and just her relationship with her relationship with Akko is just to me, the most interesting relationship of the show and the strongest for me, maybe not the most interesting, but it's definitely the strongest relationship in the show, the most developed in my opinion. And we're just, Oh God, I just, how do I say this without not saying anything? Um, don't spoil me. I'm not. No, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not going to spoil you. I'm just saying that this was the episode where I, where all my hopes and dreams for Ursula and her development just kind of came true. Where I was like, yes, this kind of, this, 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 you know, this. I don't even know the strong connection between her and Akko was just was not in my head. It was like, no, no. The show was very clear on it, and I, I don't know. I loved it. I love when she just. When she just says, like, please, please, whatever's out there, do not hurt this girl. When and she's trying to protect her and falling down the tree. And it's just so great. And I just, I really love it. I have and to, anything with Ursula, I, I love. So, of course, I love this episode. I have to observations I want to make, first of all. Um, just during, like, Ursula's development. Um, how she just, she's much more bold, much more willing to talk, stand up to Aqua than she was in the beginning of the series. In the beginning of the series, she's such a pushover. Like, it's just a wallflower, but she's really come a long way there. And also, um, I just wondered, though, her, her, she wears glasses as her part of disguise. I kind of wonder maybe that's sort of maybe a influence or tribute to Croa, who used to wear glasses. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about like, that. Yeah, but yeah, but I, but yeah, Akko and Ursula's relationship has always been really a strong part of the show. It's probably more so than even Akko and Diana, though. I'm, I think they're neck and neck in terms of important relationships. Um, yeah, I was, def- wait- I was waiting for the rebuttal on that. Yeah, but yeah. she's definitely more. Um, but she is like the. We have never seen Akko's parents in the series, so she comes to. Cl- she's like the parental figure of the series, pretty much, um, because pretty much all the other teachers, you know. Are just like, you know, they're just dumb out of there. But, um, yeah, but Ursula is the concerned mom, yeah. and Crow is the neglectful dad. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also like just to just to admit my biases, um, I must. I I will take the the sacrificing like either sibling or parent giving up everything for to protect the younger the younger family member or like not blood related but whatever relationship that is i will get i will take that any day to some like romantic relationship like i adore those type of sacrifices and so ursula and akko's like relationship just falls right into that so just letting everybody know i will be biased Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I think or this is Ursula's breakout episode. Also, episode six was also incredible, but um, she's uh, Ursula's a character I want to uh, like and be interested in. Uh, but before this episode, she never really popped, and uh, I, she's just kind of been in the background and just not really doing anything. And she's uh, you know, in, 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 she's one of the more interesting characters in the show that struggles with with this type of thing. But I do think she she really comes around here. And in general, I think discipline is the like uh, turning point from the show not putting it together to having something here 
Um, yeah. And I think yeah. that, so here's the thing. Discipline's narrative is actually pretty bad, like we've talked about. Um, the flashbacks connecting to things that are happening. It's kind of not clear why anyone's doing anything and why we're seeing flashbacks at certain points. Like, I'd say the plot of Discipline's actually bad, but it doesn't matter. Like, the thing the thing about Discipline is the show's characterization is finally shining and its character relationships. And finally, we have an element of the show that is popping. Um, the mythology has always been bad. The narrative's always been bad. But fine, And the characterization to this point has been thin, and it's been improving. Certain characters pop more than others. But now in Discipline, um ursula crow akko um and and the the relationships therein are all really stand out and the flashbacks and how it relates uh you know to what's happening in the present incredible character focused episode and you know the first time i've to be honest been really emotionally invested in 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 these in these people i mean i would uh, sorry let me just really quickly just say like i um, I would argue, Dylan, in that the narrative may make a bit more sense. It, I mean, it's still a fault of the show for not making the words, which don't technically really matter at this point, if the words were actually defined better. Because for me, if you think of, I think the word in this one was Leon, I think. Leon, something yeah. like that. Leon. If that, because for a long time I thought it was forgiveness or something, but actually I think the word is acceptance. So the flashbacks are of uh, of Chariot and Kroa accepting who it is who was given this right. role. I, I, got, I got that part, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. So I feel like I feel like once that's understood, the narrative's a, a, a bit at least like more stable. I do think, like, I mean, like anything. It's, yeah, it's, look, it's show. fine. I just don't know why that happened. Like, why is everyone accepting everyone? You know, like what, what's 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 causing Crow? Like as we said, what's causing Crow to behave this way now? Oh, I and, have a thought. The one extra reason, maybe why, if you notice in a flashback. Um, it, it's if you notice very subtly, um, Woodwork, she just completely ignores Crow like she's not even there. Like all oh, she starts to talk about Chariot, the Chosen One, and I can see that little extra reason why she might get a little frustrated that not only was she not chosen, but this being pretty much just just thinks of her as just some lower being, just thinks of her like a pebble, like she's like an insect, not even there. I mean, something that is weird is that. This is the sixth word, but this is the first time that Chariot gets the magic wand stick thing. So, wait, so if it's the sixth word, then Chariot did it out of order? Like, I just... I, I just feel like, just overall with the show, if they have kind of... If they could have explained Chariot's plight a little bit better throughout the show, maybe that would have helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, the the words. Um, I have very little to say about the words. I think it's act- <laughs> they're just actively bad. Uh, I just don't care. They're not great. They're not great. I mean, maybe they're nice words, but just as a narrative device. <laughs> narrative device. I just. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um. I think. Yeah. I think the 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 flashbacks here are are pretty wonderful. I think that the show has been has like sparsely used flashbacks, and um, it's it's chosen its spots really well. Um, I think it's powerful seeing uh ursula and crow together in the past um you know although it does like beg the question why was she completely absent from the first time of the show <laughs> if she'd always, it's like oh she's always a thing yeah sure um she'd always been there but yeah i, I think to, seeing the two of them it was great uh in in those two moments and um i was kind of i guess i was waiting for ursula to go full chariot in this episode mm-hmm. and um you know she we just have crow kind of calling her chariot but uh, then, you know, she's her moment saving Akko. And yeah, their, their yelling match and stuff is a uh, yeah, super big highlight. Um, um, yeah, do feel, you, feeling all of that. Do you feel, though, the uh, 
chariot crow like dynamic the ship do you feel like a lot of people did like that's a very popular ship do you feel in this episode dylan and beatrice do you feel it you know like look sure ship it but no i did not really feel it okay this is this i don't think there's enough there yet to i mean if there i don't think there. no not yet not not here Yeah, you're getting my hopes up. They're going to be dashed, I assume. But um, yeah, it's uh, I, look, the, the, we had the childhood friends present uh, tension. You know, if if there was something there, they could have they could have sold that. But I don't think that it was in, they were intending to have uh, to play any romance into it at all. But um, um, like the opening, there's an inter- they because the opening itself does par- does make a parallel between Diana and Akko and Croa and and chariot so yeah. maybe there it's 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 shipped because of that parallel because i think diana and Echo are the most popular ship so it would make sense for them to also be shipped if that parallel yeah. fine if there's any truth to that parallel i guess yeah yeah um yeah so just uh yeah i don't have a ton i guess specifically to say about discipline because it's more i feel like it's more just like experiencing the the character stuff that that's happening and the visual is incredible um so yeah just just very much worked for me other moments i think i've highlighted here oh we we did have a dianaka moment as uh steve noted on that line in the beginning was uh diana telling telling aka that uh one day maybe she'll be able to fly yeah not just that, but then also I think was it um, Lotte, I Lotte, think. Lotte, Lotte being like I, you know, she there, she may be pretty cold, but I think she is actually worried about you. Yeah, like, Lotte knows. figured out a long time Lotte ago. Lotte knows. Getting <laughs> at the series, like like in episode five, like she was trying to, she's being trying to be helpful, but they all just like she's ming ming Diana. But they finally figure it out. <laughs> yeah um it's uh it's you know i just uh let's have more characters reacting to the obvious romantic tension between them let's let's have that be more of a thing yeah um yeah i guess about crow's motivation specifically it's also um in uh in episode 18 she's she's relevant um yeah she does these random attacks in a lot of the in the in the field trip episodes um and it's like kind of stirring things up and here here it seems like more of an explicit she's like kind of trying to kill Akko in this episode and, yeah, but then she's like, "Eh, nah, I guess not." But then also, yes. So uh, I don't know. I want I want to know what she's feeling. The show isn't really giving me any opportunity, and I, I I I like that. I get why she's behaving the way she is now, based on the flashback. But also, she accepted it. So what else happened to cause her to well, I, to be I like get, this now? But in the episode, I get the feeling though that she she was more she like she wanted Cherry to just ditch Aqua. That she wanted to hurt Aqua, but. So she didn't want to completely hurt Cherry. It wasn't. It, well, yeah, it wasn't that she was. Uh, she didn't like Akko. It's that she wanted to. She's identified Akko as the one thing Cha- Ursula cares about right now. So, um, you know, she's trying to. They, I guess the episode see. made that clear. She's trying to like cut that yeah. off a little bit. I guess it's more of like just an, a blatant. I guess a revenge her. kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. 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 And then at the end of the episode, Crow is uh, like, uh, "I've got something, and I'm just going to take care of everything on my own with my cool magic tech." with her what's what's the name of that vacuum that's like a circle and just cleans like your house i know on tumblr they were always making fun of yeah they just said crow and her roombas 
Because that's what they are, kind of. That's what they look yeah, like. Yeah, she does have floating Roombas. Yeah, that was there was one in this episode. Um, yeah, so uh, she's some sort of new thing at the end, which I assume will be addressed in our final four episodes. But um, yeah, very. I guess the thing that appeals to me about Crow is that just the depiction of magic in in the show is as traditional magic is just very uninteresting and undefined to me. Um, but then crows like tech magic yeah. and I am biased again. I like new tech stuff is, is just kind of inherently interesting to me as, as a person, but um, it, it just, it's such a more interesting spin on and everything we're seeing. It's just like the, the, just the, the concept of, and like the thematics of the combination of like tech and magic has always been like a really appealing well, one in media. And I think that crow is a really cool uh, character representation of that. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I, she won the first one. She's not like Constanza, pretty much. She's also do like more modern magic in terms of using technology, combining technology with magic, which. Yeah. 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 And uh, random last last things about this episode. Yeah. You, as Steve mentioned, no. Uh, yeah. No cherry reveal. I think it's kind of comical at this point that, <laughs> that they haven't had it yet. But uh, yeah. And then uh, kind of un- kind of un- <laughs> Yeah, kind of unclear whether Ursula and or Akko lost their magic from the pollen at the end of the episode. Like, uh, Ursula gets healed, but what does that mean? So uh, I assume we'll just see next episode whether people are doing magic. I'm pretty sure Akko's fine. Um, not th- not it, that Akko it, does yeah. much magic to begin with. She has one spell. that she, We didn't talk about that last episode. She knows one spell, and sure, now right. she's just transforming. Why is Akko just turning into a mouse all the time? <laughs> like, that's her thing. Trans- Why? Why? That's the most useful. That's the most useful animal that you can turn into. <laughs> I know, Dylan, like against like a snake, a mouse, but I don't know. Maybe it's her like beginner spells. So you need to turn to a mouse before you can turn to anything else. It's like, uh, I, do, I do like that. She's just like, oh, she just mastered one beginner spell. And that's all. She's doing, <laughs> and that's how she fights. But like, why is this mouse Akko a thing? Like, what? she's scrappy. She's making use of what little she can do. It's like four episodes in a row. Like with mouse Akko. I'm like, what? When did the show turn into like a mouse like thing? Um. <laughs> Yeah, so that that was uh, like how she defeated the snake by like transforming into like probably an elephant. Turn a mouse probably to sell merchandise. Yeah, yeah, I got to get the mouse Akko plush. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if that exists. Yeah, Steve, anything else from this one? Ah, uh, not much. I think we covered everything. Um, pretty much. Uh, what else is there to talk about? We, um, I mean, the tree and you know, there's stuff with the tree, and it was the, yeah. the return to the forest, right? So, but anyway, yeah. whatever. All right, talk okay, about Woodward, yeah. what I think yeah, of Woodward. Let's talk, let's talk uh, two minutes about Stanship's takeoff. Um, okay. con, or con, the Constanza, I mean, do we have to? the Constanza episode that we've all been dreaming of, Beatrice, right? Right? It's yeah. like, I mean, all we need left is Jasminkas, and we'd be set. I mean, I, yeah, it's just baffling that the show had an episode about her when we can't even get more than five seconds of uh, Lothe and Susie. Like that's exactly. <laughs> Well, the, the the show, uh, yeah, just Little Jack Academia has not focused on anything to enough of an extent where any of its narratives or have been like successful. Like it's just too unfocused, basically. There's too is, many. There's too many yeah. elements, and none of them come together until I think discipline for a little bit of that. Well, and like, well, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like if this episode had come out in like the first half of the series, then maybe it wouldn't annoy me as much, but I'm just like, it's episode 18. We do not need this episode. We need more episodes about the characters that actually matter. And uh, it's, oh God. Well, um, to finish up for a bit, um, I, when this episode came out, I told you last, last podcast, the t- episode titles were leaked. So I knew episode 19 was going to be called Cavendish. It's going to be the Diana episode. So when this episode aired, 
I, I tolerated more because I knew we were going to get Diana ne- the next week. But um, I like the episode. I like the, the, the mech, though. That's the part I really like. I thought that was cool. And once again, expectations. Maybe I rise too much expectations. This is the episode I thought, I really thought in my heart that this is the episode Constanza is finally going to talk. And that didn't happen. So that's a bit of a letdown. I just set myself up for disappointment. I, I reached too high. That's my problem. I feel, like, I feel like that involves emotional attachment to Constanza, and I don't know why that would occur. <laughs> hey, but, yeah. I, hey, you haven't seen Enchanted Parade, though. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe I need to see that. Um, no, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, that being said, I will say I did enjoy Stanship Takeoff. It, it was ba- It's basically just a base-level LWA episode for me. For me, most Little Jack game episodes are like, okay, it's fine. It's slow. I'm not necessarily super interested in a lot of what's happening, and I don't think this episode was particularly worse than than a lot of other ones. There, I, I, I think the Voltron kaiju fight that randomly happened—that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason, but that happened. And there was one moment, which was my favorite—one uh, of my favorite moments from the show—happened in Stanship Takeoff. <laughs> uh, it is when uh, I don't know who's 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 talking. I forget at this point, but they're in the—they turn into the the Voltron and uh, they say, uh, yeah. "We we what? used up all our magical energy on the transformation." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's was my good. favorite. Well, yeah. Akko talked, obviously. She's the only one to talk someone. That was Akko? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, yeah. I, as someone who complains about transformation sequences in every show we cover, that's, I was, that was, that was pandering to me, which was making guys, fun of it. It was great. You think guys care very little. You probably, do you guys know though, Costanza's on mute? She never talks. Yeah, I mean, sure. I would. I mean, you know, if if you asked me in the dark before this episode what her defining characteristic was, I don't know if I'd been able to name that. But apparently, she's also like an engineer, and she has a secret underground lab. She's um, adorable. She's very cute, though not as cute as little Diana in episode nineteen. This is oh yeah, little Diana. We didn't talk about little Diana. Yeah. little Diana was adorable. Yeah, yeah um, Constanza would not. Uh, would Constanza would take issue with you calling her adorable? So don't. I do know, but she's yeah. like the law. She's probably she's probably older than she looks. And like I said, though, my apologies to Hugh because this is his favorite episode and we're bashing it or you guys are bashing it. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I do. I do like it is kind of funny that there's a random uh, kaiju fight for no reason. Yeah. Crow's actions in this and the previous one. She's just like stirring up uh, bleep for no reason. Right. Like it's what's she trying to do? I will say they did present her with a motivation, which also was the happened in the beginning of um, uh, discipline was uh, she seems to be experimenting with emotional energy. Um, I think yeah. they say that, and there's like an app. I think yeah. that she's having people install, which is really funny. It's just kind of like hypnotizing tap, them tap, or something. Tap, tap, yeah, tap. yeah. I, this is super interesting to me. And if the show actually did something with it beyond just vaguely referencing it, I would be into it. I assume that we will do something with it. But yeah, yeah just like emotional tech magic, like that's awesome. Like that's I think why what, I love Crow. I think what they're doing these episodes though, that they want to crawl her big moments. Episode fifteen, they didn't want her to do anything major to twenty one. So this is just sort of like filler, just holding up time till we get to like twenty one. It's just like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they just want it. She's the main antagonist and they wanted her to, uh, by the way, I'm not buying that. She's like a final boss. I think she's good, but, uh, we'll see if that yeah. prediction happens. But, um, uh, yeah, they, they just, they're just, they're just twiddling their thumbs until they get to the actual plot, which is not yeah. good. Just inter- interweave your narrative throughout the whole thing. But. Yeah. Um, I will say for anyone who likes the, the, the kaiju and the, and the, and the Gundam like mecha thing, like watch Gurren Lagan, Lagan, like watch that show. Like that was basically Studio Trigger, like before Studio Trigger was a thing. I think maybe that's why it annoyed me so much is that they've done this before. 
Like, we've seen this. You can't just say, take this one episode that didn't work. If you like this, actually watch this all-time great anime series instead. Like, yeah, yeah duh, because, watch that's just, watch, just watch that instead of, like, I just don't understand why they had to do this. Why could they have done something I feel like these are so unrelated much I got, hot, I got a hot take, though. Gordon Logan is way, is way better than Green Lan- Lantern. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, okay. That's, that's like... like the sky Speaking is blue. Things, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, like this, just the concept of the wild hunt is the last thing. Um, you know, Which I, didn't I, even I, really go into that much. I was like, you're yeah. going to introduce this thing, and I thought maybe they'd participate in it a, a little bit. And it's like, nope, we're just cutting this out. I don't know. I, I think you said it best: twiddling your thumbs, waiting for the plot to happen, is never a good thing. <laughs> and and if and if you are going to do that, at least focus on like two characters. Instead, they're just having Constanz episodes. So you know, yeah, there's... I mean. You could have made her episode like Amanda's episode about her with the Holy Grail. Like that was the purely just Amanda episode, her and Uncle going on an adventure, and it was a lot of fun. Or just the sushi one, which is just her. Here's, going- here's the thing: as good as Amanda is, that's also part of the problem. Like I that like Amanda, totally, but Amanda totally. should not be on screen at all. Like she's what? like the, we need to not. You can't waste time with her when our main characters are not uh, developed at all. A hundred percent agree with you, yeah. but I mean, if you're they're going to waste time, at least waste it right is what. I'm with, with with better characters, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, where, where's our who's the who's the one that eats all the time? Uh, Yasmin, yeah, yeah, Where's the yeah, Steve said that? Yeah, where's her episode? I agree. <laughs> uh, she got ripped off, but got ripped, yeah, where's the field trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the she's the one that didn't get the field trip. Okay. Uh, oh, she just missed the bus because she's busy eating. Her. Yeah, I, I guess so. That's her only. That's her only trait. So thanks, Joe. Uh, Steve, uh, any defense that any? What did we get wrong with this episode? Any final thoughts on it? Well, well, defense. Well, listen, it's a harmless episode. I, I just, I love the visuals, though. I just love. I thought it was beautifully animated, and I always liked Costanza. So maybe that's why I'm a bias. I, I mean, she's not my favorite character, but I, I always liked her. She, I think she probably. I don't know. She's like one of my favorite little side characters, so I'm a little biased there. And um, I loved, and I loved this, some of these tributes to like a lot of references to the Enchanted Parade movie, which I, which is what I, was I loved. And of course, and I just lost it with the Mecca. I just loved seeing Mecca in this series. I just loved this show, like a magical girl series, actually have a Mecca in it. I thought that was kind of cool. This was an episode about like a ghost hunt, and then it turned into like a Mecca, and like what? But yeah, and of course, it, didn't, it also didn't hurt the fact that I knew next week Cavendish is coming. I knew that Diana episode was going to come, yeah. so I like I wasn't like angry because I knew it was coming the next week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Did not succeed in under an hour. Beatrice, final 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 <laughs> thoughts on any of these four episodes? Um, uh, three out of the four I really enjoyed, which is an improvement because usually it's either one or two out of the group that we have to see. So, um, really excited to see how this ends. Um, I'm excited for Dylan to see how this ends and give yeah. me his overall impressions of the entire show. Um, and yeah, uh, I just can't wait to finally talk without having to censor myself. <laughs> Next time you can let it all go, Beatrice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve, final thoughts. Oh, Finally, the Dinoco, the Dinoco is real. It finally happens. I'm so psyched about that. Um, and who knows? Maybe in the future, Akko and Diana go on double date with Sherrod and Croa. I don't know that. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is fun. Um, I can't wait to see what happens to the last four episodes. 
and we get to talk about the series as a whole. Um, I do get a vibe though that we don't got we're done with filler. This is just going to go plot the rest of the way because yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, we'll see. Knows, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know there's I, only four, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns. By the end of the series, it's gotta happen. Aku's gonna know who that ch- chariot is. Ursula. Okay, that's not a hot take, Steve. Obviously, they're gonna do that in the last episode. <laughs> I don't know, but I just want to hanger. She I, never finds out. Oh, and this could be like, like I said, this is like one of the frustrating stuff. It's like, it's like, like miraculous ladybug all over again. It's like yeah. it's my miraculous ladybug. I, I actually kind of like that they didn't reveal it in discipline. I thought that was like showed restraint on the show and like it enhanced the the character yeah. moments that I they had. They just the two because Akka was so begging for it. She was, and that it, it, Ursula did like they had their moment without it. Like yeah. it, when it when it happens, it's just going to be such a like Akko's yeah. blinded that it's not. There's not going to be any genuine like emotion there. But um, well, it, like based on Ursula as a person, but, not but just, just this just, figure of charity. Just yeah. these episodes, big nest establishes Akko. Pretty much, she loves and cares about Ursula, even though she doesn't know about she, that she's chariot. That they're able to separate that, and we talked yes. about that in an earlier podcast about that happening, and I'm glad to see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to see how it ends. I think we're going to be covering it very soon. And I will say, um, I'm still kind of waiting to be wowed by the show. Um, Did really like Discipline. Intellect and Sensibility had a great scene. Still kind of waiting to be super wowed by the show. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I see that the episode 22 is called uh, Things We Said Today. What a wonderful title. Wow. Poetic. <laughs> Things We Said Today. Good, good, yeah. good translation of that. Yeah. Things we lost in the fight. Well, the actual <laughs> Japanese title is actually Crow, no, Chariot and Crow. Chariot and Crow. That's an exciting Chariot and Crow episode. Or Things We Said Today. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the next episode is yesterday. So things we said today, yesterday. Okay. I wish I could just post a Beatles, the Beatles song about that, but yeah. you know, copyright never. <laughs> no, no, I can't play the Beatles. Okay, so uh, let us know what you thought of our discussion on uh, these four episodes. Were we too harsh? Um, why, why, why should I be more wowed by intellect and sense play? I feel like I've heard that as one of the best episodes of the show, and I was at too yeah. high expectations. I think, Maybe so. I, I love that episode. That was awesome. It was great episodes, great visuals, and everything. Great music. <laughs> and it's just i just thought it was a very fun episode I, granted it's not really do the main plot maybe that's why a little down but yeah, if it was dianaco just- stuff was great everything else was met okay that's my <laughs> take andrew's great let's uh exciting to kind of excited to see what the show does with andrew i think nothing but um you know we'll see okay so uh a lot a lot that we're gonna get into in these last four episodes find all that at overlyanimated.com. let us know what you thought and you can uh talk uh, talk with us about this on our discord at overlyanimated.com slash discord text chat with us there and uh, you can uh, support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Michael, a.k.a. Wazowski. And thanks as always to our pitching executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Sorry, um, bun- <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, yeah, Hugh all, Hugh's, Hugh's too nice to be upset at, uh, yeah. <laughs> at our bashing. of. Uh, we like the kaijus. The kaijus are great. Okay, but um, uh, Constanza spinoff show when, right? Yeah. That's, that's oh, reaction. God. Well, she's, well, she's better than Onion, so. Oh, yeah, I'll take her over Onion. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about yes. the mine? The mine and star? I'm not sure. I'll t- take her over the mime as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, l- top 10 mute animation characters. Okay. <laughs> That's the next list. Um, but, uh, yeah, a bunch of pod- actually pretty busy period coming up randomly in December. So find uh, a bunch of star, ruby, miscons, uh, all that stuff. Find it at Overly and yep. Ladybug. Find it at overlyanimated.com. And uh, we'll see you guys for our final yep. Little Witch Academia podcast. Yeah. 
Ooh, thanks for listening. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.